What's up? This is Bree from Mama Meets World. I would love to have you come and check out an episode of Mama Meets World, a podcast discussing mothers and mother's issues, especially pertaining to black women. Fathers are welcome too. Men are welcome too. Um, anybody who wants to listen is welcome too. Our episodes air every other Thursday on the CSPN. Look forward to having you. Peace out. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. listeners welcome back or welcome to um the ratchet ramblings podcast presented to you by the CSPN. i am one third of your host but one half today i am jeremy aka black dante on twitter aka Nigamort, aka you are going to jail period and as usual i am joined <laughs> by my friend emma Cole. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is London's mother, a.k.a. Candace, a.k.a. You bitches not getting nothing for Christmas, and I could tell because your attitude nasty. Um, so we here. We back. Um, it's just us two. Uh, Curtis is out here doing this life shit, and your presence is missed, but we're going to hold it down for you. And um, we finna get into some shit. That's correct. Um, as usual, make sure you are following the Twitter page at Ratchet Rambling without the S. Um, make sure you are using the hashtag Ratchet Ramblings Pod um, when you are discussing the show. Um, and that lets us, you know, see what y'all have to say and we can um, have a good old laugh about this uh, trash TV that gets on our nerves but keeps putting us back in. You know, I don't know what's wrong with us, but you know what? It's fine. Um, also, make sure you Wait one us. minute. Sorry, yes. I was checking the NFL scores. Is it me? Do it feel like I've been in a twilight this NFL season? Like teams that shouldn't be winning been winning. Teams that should win losing. Weird shit happening. Goddamn Browns beat the Panthers. I don't even know what football is, really, friends. I don't. All this is fun. what is football? I forgot. I know you don't know. Listen. Especially because the Falcons lost today. Hey, 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 friend, friend, please. please. The Giants them beat the brakes off the Redskins. Mm. Just uh. a lot of what? What is the Dolphins beat the Patriots? What? 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 Well, you know, you know. Yeah. White supremacy can't last always, so you know what it's like. PM's fine, it's great. Um, but yes, make sure you're following us on all social medias. And uh, thank you all for sharing the show. Um, follow us on Instagram, all that good shit. Perch some merch. Uh, and all that good stuff, the links will be in the show description. And I think that's all of the church announcements. So, um, let's yeah. go. Yeah, let's go. So, um, we're going to get this out of the way pretty quickly. Um, let's start with Real Housewives episode five of the season, Tatted Tales. Um, Portia Mama is very fine. Yes. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Um, Agreed. 
Um, I'm kind of sick of the weird homophobia with them assuming Cynthia is a, a lesbian because she likes to wear sweats and sneakers and stuff like that. Y'all bitches are too old for that. And like then when they rolled the footage, it's just Cynthia like still dressed very feminine, but wearing like athletic leisure wear, like spring fall type of fit, joggers. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh Sheree, a fashion show with no fashion. I just I just feel like in the public spotlight, <clears throat> Kevin Hart, mm, <clears throat> y'all have a duty to not be homophobes. Yeah. At the very least, you have a duty to shut the fuck up and not spread that those type of like weird stereotypes and you know, because the stereotype that because somebody likes wearing leisure wear, athletic wear, jeans and sneakers and stuff like that, that, that a woman must be some type of lesbian. Like, that's old, that's dated, that's play. We off that. Like, right. let's... That whole time about stereotype. Let's give it a rest. And yeah. while we here, let me say, I feel like, um, I want to I wanna pull it back in. I feel like I was a little hard on Candy. Uh, because based on the initial previews, it looked like she just was like in Porsche business on some hating shit. But in light of the things that we found out about the baby father and his scamming and how he likes to get every woman he in the relationship with name tattooed on him. And then the fact that Candy was really asking, like, should I go to her or should I just really fall back on it? And everybody was like, just fall back on it. And so it looked like initially Candy was minding her business. Like she knew what was going on, but she wasn't going to say anything. Right. Because she knew how it would come off. Like even in this episode, um, now we'll see how it plays out because the the new episode comes out um, later this evening as we're recording. But uh, for the most part, it seemed like Candy was minding her business, and people told her don't say it. And she was even questioning herself, like, should I say something? Because I know with the tattered history between me and Portia, how it's gonna come off, or should I just shut the fuck up? And it looks like she minded to shut the fuck up now. Yeah, further in the season, her and Portia sit down and have this conversation, but it seems like she genuinely wasn't doing it to be messy or try to get back at Portia. She seems to want to rebuild a connection with Portia. So that's my bad. She better than me because that's my bad. I'm I'm pulling back. That's my bad. You didn't seem to be trying to do any harm. Um Portia is in for a rude awakening with this nigga. Also, I don't know how you could lay up with a nigga who got every woman he was in a serious relationship name tattooed on him somewhere. One name on his thigh, one name on his chest, one name on his neck. Bitch, where can you kiss him? And not be reminded of one of his old hoes. Well, you know, when you're desperate for love. That nigga body is like a public a bathroom in a bar. It's just <laughs> numbers every motherfucking way. Hey, hey, oh, hey. oh, call hey. me body ass nigga. Like, what are you doing, sir? What kind of ghetto hood thug loving bullshit is you on? Hey, remember uh remember that uh that little black book from uh Fresh Prince of Bel Like this nigga called Walking Black Book. <laughs> Yeah, like a walking roller dick. Very weird. I don't. Mm, um. Yeah, but uh. But also, you know what? Got those grapes, bitch. <laughs> but you know what? This also is just a reminder for me. Like, it's a reason. Like, I don't um like watch it live tweet because every now and then I'll peek in 
Um, every now and then I'll peek in and see, you know, what what uh what people are talking about it. and from the way the timeline talks about it, it's just like candy is basically them. Like my it might everybody bring this but themselves, but it's like, uh, is that really the case or y'all just hate Porsche? I mean, just hate candy for whatever. Um, I mean it, it could be it could be fifty fifty at this point. Like part of me now that I've seen this most recent episode. The one that's not tonight's episode, but last week's episode. It doesn't seem she's trying to do harm, but also given the history between her and Portia, she probably should not even be having a conversation with the girls because even if, let's say, Cynthia or Nene don't say nothing, you know Marlo Messias is going to run back, then ran back to Portia. Like what Candy said, Joe nigga give all his bitches Rolexes. And Candy said, Joe nigga got all the bitches' names tattooed on them. Like, so it's like to a point, I wish Candy would use some discernment. Like, if she really maybe she had the conversation with the uh girl that they have that her and Portia have a mutual friend with. What's her name? Shamia. Now, if Candy was having this conversation with Shamia. I might be like, okay, y'all just hate candy, but you know what you know what happens if you have a conversation like that with Nene, Marlo, and fucking Cynthia. Yeah. Found the run tell that. Yeah. Uh it's just, you know, we'll see. I just I feel like I feel like there are valid reasons to dislike some of the things that Candy does, but I feel like on the internet, it just seemed, ever since that whole shit went down with Phaedra and then Portia, I just kind of feel like a lot of people projected on Candy and projected in a way that is hypocritical because of like using that situation. Like we have seen people over the internet, over the years on the internet, hold grudges and be, you know, mean spirited for far less. So it's just kind of one of the things was like, do y'all really have valid reasons to, to dislike candy? Um, which there are, like I said, I'm not saying that there aren't, but, or is it just you're projecting because you, you, you see yourself in Porsche shoes or in worst case scenario, favorite shoes, because listen, oof, together. but that's just, that's just, I don't think, I, I feel like, I don't know that projecting is the right thing because it's very few people have done the disgusting shit that Portia and uh, Phaedra tried to do to Candy. That shit is right up there with like, you know, they could have had criminal charges pressed against them. Yeah, I just feel like it. Candy is easily uh, easy to be annoying. So while I don't know if people are projecting it, like. She could get on your nerves quickly, but you got to look through that haze of bullshit and see, like, I don't feel like she has bad intent, but I feel like she could have used a little more discernment just based on that conversation with that group of women because they are, in their own right, very fucking messy, especially Nene and Marlo. Cynthia, not so much. Yeah, Cynthia, Cynthia just done (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just a bozo but nini and marlo they they short to stir up some shit and so you Speaking know of Nene, i'm glad you brought that up because um which I, which is fair and i agree with what you said but also we saw on social media uh this past week um <laughs> that uh portia and, and Nene got into it yeah right o- over that very shit that we saw in the she 
Because uh, what it was that Portia, uh, what it was Portia had said, like Nene is snake and this, that, and the third, and Nene was like, girl, I told Candy not to say shit to you. When, when did that? Um, it was something looked, that It looked, I can't remember because they was getting into it on Instagram, and I'm not a motherfucker that read Instagram comments. Same. And so, what what I can say was that Portia did, um. She did call Nene a snake. And okay, here we go. I'm just gonna read it real quick. So it says Portia has once again addressed her feud with Nene Leaks on her daily entertainment show, Dish Nation. She says that Williams and Leaks have been sparring online after Sunday night's episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta. The December 2nd show saw Candy confronting leaks after the singer, singer told her, Cynthia Bailey and Marlo, that she heard Williams' then-boyfriend, then-boyfriend, are they not together anymore? Right, like when you say then, I'm my ill like a motherfucker. Dennis McKinley has the names of his former girlfriends tattooed on him. Trouble began when leaks, leaks accused, was accused of telling Williams the gossip. And then the women had separately confirmed they would keep hush-hush, but Leeks felt she was thrown under the bus, and she and Williams began arguing online. Uh, so, mm. so it says, how you gonna blast me on Instagram while we're texting? Like we're in the middle of texting each other. I normally do not get into social media battles, but pregnant Portia got time. Leeks has been lashing out on social media lately. She blasted her husband. She commented on his IG. The remarks were later deleted. But she, so I mean, yeah, it's basically like what I just said. Like, I guess maybe she felt like Nene should have came and told her instead of her finding out what was said on the show. But Nene said herself, "I don't be going to women about they man too much. It's too much." But now you got me wanting to dig and see what the fuck going on with Portia and this man. Mm. Mm. Well, good luck. Good luck, everybody. Oh, they still together. Maybe it's just then boyfriend, now fiance. Yeah. Because I was going to say, wait, didn't I just see them? Something about them still together about to have the baby? Yeah, um, they still together. So maybe just they engage now. So that's yeah. Which I mean, let, I I gotta be honest. I, as much as they shit seems so forced and awkward, I mean, it kind they kind of seem like a match made in awkward ass, desperate ass heaven. I mean, <laughs> I, I know that's being to say, but I mean, that's just ugh. okay. Yeah, they engaged. So she, so then boyfriend now fiance. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, good for them, child. But I guess I don't know. <laughs> Let me tell you, unless it's something that I feel like is life threatening, um, I still I'm gonna stay on my business. Um, I mean, it wasn't a matter of him cheating on Portia, so I just truly felt feel like whatever that gossip was, it it was neither here nor there. Like honestly. Portia, fuck him. So she didn't seen that black book of uh, names tattooed on his fucking body. You know, yeah. she didn't see she didn't seen the laundry list of women he didn't fuck tattooed on him. And whoever he brought Rolexes for, again, it's not truly anybody's business because that was then, it's now. So 
I feel like, you know, maybe Candy's, I feel like Candy's heart was in the right place. And it was some mess mixed, commingled in there. I feel like some mess in there. But uh, for the most part, that that bit of gossip wasn't anything that would have, you know, made Portia step back from the relationship. Talking about might do with their exes don't really got nothing to do with your parent unless it's on some he's a woman beater he's this he's that or the other but it it was maybe it you know it just seemed kind of pointless to me like pointless gossip yeah which they all do you know what i mean so that I, and you know what now that i think about it that's kind of my point i guess for um like all of them do that like it's pointless for the most part you know outside of that you know favorite shit from that the two seasons ago. That's how they do. Like that's why we watch this show because they gossip and shade each other about stupid shit. So I guess that's kind of my issue or whatever. It's like everybody's acting like Candy is like this evil villain when it's like that's does she doing what all of them do? Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I, I can agree with that. Yeah, I mean I get it. It doesn't look good considering their history, and I do agree with you in that Candy should have used the sermon, but at its core, Candy ain't doing no different than what Porsche to her goddamn self or Nini or Marlo. Nini, Marlo, right. So I think that's more or less what I was kind of getting at earlier. I just couldn't word it right. I guess you know what I'm saying, like acting like Candy is just this evil, mean. Just wicked witch of the West. It's like, girl, she ain't doing nothing more than what they all do is why we watch this show because they gossiping over stupid shit. Like, come on, guys, relax. Yeah, that's fair. We, yeah, I'll meet you. I'll meet you in the middle with that one. It really is nothing different than what the rest of them have built their reputations on the show for doing. Right. So it's like, yeah, Candy's not really the big bad wolf. I mean, to be honest, that gossip is more harmless than a lot of other shit those ladies have carried between each other like a pack of wild raging rabbit wolves and shit. So yeah, fair, fair point. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah. Um, speaking of, um, Eve was kind of a bridezilla. <laughs> kind of, you being generous. <laughs> like, so here's the thing. Like when you are the mother to an only daughter, her getting married is very exciting and at times you just have to appease your mom. Even if you don't pick the dress that she like, let her see you try that on. Let her have that. Share the take this as a moment to share with your mother, not box her out. Like, you know, me and Mike were planning our renewal. I asked my mom's opinion on stuff. I got her opinion. She went dress shopping with me. You know, we did that kind of stuff. And like build those memories with your mom instead of having one of those moments where you Take it as, oh, she's trying to take over. She's trying to do this. She's trying to do that. She's just excited for you. And there's ways to rein your mom back in. Like, ultimately, you and your fiance will send out those invites and, and finalize the guest list. If you got a lot to your mom and tell her you, you'll invite somebody that you know you're not invited, just do it and get it over with. I mean, who cares? Yeah, he was, he was doing She, It was like every scene, like, it was almost like Eva was like. I wish shit. they would have gave her a wedding special because I don't want to see her this whole season planning this fucking wedding. Right. I'm gonna just be honest. Love Eva, gorgeous girl, you know, spicy when she wanna be. Um, but I truly don't want to see her on this whole season of Housewives planning no fucking wedding. Andy should have gave her a Bravo special to do that. Right. Because uh 
it's a, it just seemed like every time her mama was around, it was like, shit, you again. I was like, God damn. <laughs> shit. How you really feel, Evil? But uh, I agree. It, it should have been a special. Now, I don't know if anybody was going to watch it, but <laughs> it should have been a special and not her storyline for the whole season. Which yeah. Looks like it's it's shaping up to be because, you know, no no shade to Evil, but I don't, I don't want to see you. Like I said, I agree. I don't want to see you playing this way in the whole goddamn season. Yeah, I don't. Um, Shamaria, listen, mm. uh, the nigga from uh, New Edition, Bell Bib DeVoe, what the fuck ever, if you got to hold your head in shame about how you were in your relationship, that you don't need to be doing what the fuck you're doing. You felt like it was okay to talk to them about us having an open marriage. If you shame about the shit, you don't need to do the shit. Well, I, I disagree. I disagree. Um, I, I'm gonna be honest. Um, they both out. like crackheads, but that's another. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> they definitely look like they get nasty after they be on crystal meth. You smoke crack, don't you? That's. <laughs> but uh, I ain't gonna sit here and lie. I really, I don't know why. I, you know what? I'm gonna say this, and my friend might disagree with me, but it's fine. And y'all listening might disagree with me, but it's, it's also fine. We all adults. If they got rid of Kenya and Sheree this season. For Shamaria. For Shamari and and, 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 and Slim DeVoe, they could have kept them. Because I don't give a fuck about anything dealing with, dealing with them two. First of all, Shamaria is a very, very sad, saggy fit for the show. Yes. Uh, the only thing that they probably, the only reason I could think they brought her in is because her and that nigga been in Atlanta for a long time. But other than that, they don't belong on the fucking show. At all. They don't fit. I don't care about their storyline. I don't care about their open marriage. He is like 12, 13 years older than her. I don't give a fuck about none of that. I just don't care. You, right. Kenya having a whole pregnancy and she ain't on this fucking show. Right, even though Sharae ain't got shit going for her, I would rather have a fashion show with no fashions than a Shamari and a Devoe. Like, I really just don't give a fuck about them. Like, you, you could have kept Kenya and 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 uh, Sheree on for this shit, because that's what it is. Shit, it's boo boo. I don't care about them at all. They bring nothing to the show. Yeah, yeah, I'm really, I'm passing on on that. Um, I guess we can move on because I don't have yeah. nothing else. Um, uh, so, married to medicine. Married to medicine. First of all, 14 bottled emotions. Go ahead, King. Sending a very, very speedy recovery to Mariah's husband. Uh, viral meningitis is not some shit that you play with. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is crazy. Right. Uh, so, we hope that Aiden is having a speedy recovery. Uh, sending well wishes to him, Mariah, and their children. Um. Uh, let me say I like post grad quad. Uh, she is on time for things. She don't seem drained. She don't seem like her energy drained no more. Her face looks lively. Her eyes look bright again. She don't look like she just going along to get along. She's yeah. showing up to stuff on time. Yeah, I yes. am here for Mariah. I mean, I'm here for Quad after 
uh, life with Greg. Uh, yeah, well, she, she ain't dragging that turtle around every goddamn way. So here, she got a new pimp on her step. So I, I, I like that quad. Um, uh, Simone. Mm. You horse mouth, flunky ass bitch. Pray for Cecil. Pray for Pray Cecil. For- Pray for Cecil because he is married to a bitch that takes absolutely no accountability. Now, let me say this. Cecil, use a whole fucking lie for that shit you pulled with that quote-unquote best friend. Ain't no way in the fuck no woman that ain't no blood relation to you or Simone should have been up in y'all house for no eight fucking days like she was on Christmas break from fucking school and y'all had to take that bitch in. <laughs> Simone has every fucking right to feel the way that she does about that situation. It ain't never... Listen, 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 listen. Listen, Linda. It, it's not a woman <laughs> that I'm not related to or that Mike is not related to that could come and lay up in my house for eight fucking days like it's a vacation spot. Know that. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. wouldn't that this ain't it. I'ma keep it real with you. That ain't it. I'ma keep it real with you, Chief. That ain't it. And and that ain't you it. You should never like you should have never thought that was it in effect. And Simone, bitch, you got all these emotions after the fact. You should have been kicking that bitch out like you was Uncle Phil. Hey, so soon as right out on the lawn. Soon as Simone came home, she, that woman should say, ah. The bitch bags and everything. I'm sorry, bitch, but you gotta go. I would have threw her to go play it right out there too. Here's some scraps, bitch. You <laughs> you waited like, till like after the fact to puff your chest up and be upset about it. You should have straightened your motherfucking house out right then and there. Cause see, that's some shit you don't just let sit. Hey. I'd have been like Cecil. I'd have, I wouldn't even. I'd be like, hey, sweetheart, how you doing? Happy holidays. Go home. You're not my family. We're not about to act like your family. You're not about to lay up in my house like uh, like this, your husband, and you pay the motherfucking bills in here. You got to go. However, it is a month of fucking Sundays later, Simone, and you're still you're still dwelling on this bullshit. Get it the fuck together. Yeah, Nobody's been validating your feelings. But every time Cecil trying to take a step in the right direction, you talking about you invalidate my feelings and you making excuses and you blew up and you blowing up. You always blowing up, bitch. Go blow up an orthodontist office and get you some braces, bitch. Uh, Go get you some braces, bitch. Go get you a retainer. You know what I noticed about Simone, though, in all the years of watching this show? She gaslights the fuck out of Cecil a lot. Yes, like you never put me in a position where I got to file for divorce again. I'm the one that filed, bitch. Are you really trying to have a peeing contest about filing for fucking divorce? It's like, and and everything you said about Cecil is valid. Uh, but we have to be honest. Like they had issues other other than uh, besides that t- that situation with that friend of Cecil's. You them two y'all got issues outside of that that. Cecil, unlike Simone, does take accountability for it. And all he has asked is that Simone do the same. And she don't. Like, she's one of those people where it's like, whatever you do to her is the most important thing. And nothing that she does to you matters. And that's why I can't stand her. Like, she gaslights Cecil every time. Like, she was like, 
you invalidate my feelings. You invalidate Cecil at every opportunity that you get because you throw shit up in his face. Now, I'm not saying that some of the shit is not warranted from Cecil, but my nigga, marriage is not a... It, marriage is not... You You know what Simone is? And this going to be shady as fuck. Mr. Ed? That too. But uh, this might be a bit shady. Um, but this also, and I can say what the fuck I want. Simone reminds me of some women on the internet where they see marriage and relationships with men and cishead men is the man has to do everything that I say and that's how I go. That's what Simone reminds me of and no accountability on her part. And before and before, you know, people get the type of fast one, I mean, again, it's all showing we can say the fuck we want. So I mean good luck. But two, this is not me saying that men still ain't trash. I know this. At, but how the fuck ever? We ain't talking about that. We talking about Simone and Cecil. Cecil, for the most part, from what we've seen on this show, has done damn near everything any reasonable reasonable person would want out of a significant other, out of a husband, significant whatever the fuck, whatever title you want to have. For the most part, what we've seen on this show, Cecil has done it, and Simone don't take no responsibility for none of this annoying, stupid. Just bitch, are you crazy ass shit that she does and says to him, but he fucks up. And I'm not saying it's not a fuck up because it is, but he fucks up. And now everything is the like Cecil's fuck up is the only fuck up that matters. And I don't have to do shit because I'm your wife. And that ain't how the fuck this shit works. And that's my issue with fucking Simone. Yeah. I mean, to me, it went from sugar to shit. And it was because. She wanted to puff out her chest and shit. And Cecil was just like, okay, well, you be accountable too. Because if Which you... Which is how real relationships work. If you were more available in your relationship, you wouldn't feel like another woman was trying to move in on your territory and your husband and this, that, and the third. Like, if you knew you was really doing what you had to do to... And, and it's not even the sex part, but just being emotionally available to your marriage and your partner... This wouldn't even be no issue. Correct. So, Correct. I'm just kind of like, you know, I get it. You have a right to feel the way you feel about that situation, especially that Christmas shit, because it's not, I can't think of any woman that would have let some shit like that slide, but you also opened the door for Cecil to be find a, um, not companionship, but confiding in somebody else because you constantly opted not to be available to be present and accounted for in your marriage. So you got really what you got. And that was that. Um, yeah. So, so for Simone, like I listen, like I said, I am not saying that Cecil, because it's, I, I put it like this. I, <laughs> As someone who has dealt with people who emotionally check out on you um, in in relationship shit, and not even just like romantic relationships, but sometimes platonic relationships, I get it. I get that sense of abandonment. Um, and I'm not saying two wrongs don't make it right. I feel like Cecil definitely could have handled that differently because at the end of the day, like that's still your wife. And like you said, ain't ain't no way in the hell you could justify just inviting a motherfucker that's not your wife in your goddamn house for like 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 this is like summer band practice or some shit with that said i feel like simone's cons 
outweigh her pros and Cecil's pros outweigh his cons. And that is a that's not a, a, a conducive dynamic to a relationship or to a marriage. So as far as I'm concerned, some more suffer. And that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, I don't feel like she could suffer, but I just, that's just me being like, I just feel like uh she could stand to take a lot more accountability for the state her marriage was in last year um, versus acting like it was that one incident that drove it to the edge. And cause we see in the previews when they're doing their counseling, she's like, he acting like what I did was on the same level of what he did. And it's like, actually it is, it just, yeah. you know, so there's that, but we'll hold off on that conversation till after next week's or this week's upcoming episode. And then, um, that takes me to oh, so, shout out to seeing Jessica Dime and Sean. Yeah, they are an attractive ass couple. They really are. It was good to see them. And then uh they everybody go to Dr. J. <laughs> everybody. Yeah, I hear she's a she's an amazing uh OBGYN, a black one. So shout out to her because that practice booming, booming, booming. Really so good um, for her for that. I didn't really have anything about her and Curtis. Um, she's the exact opposite of Simone where she has taken accountability for, you know, how their marriage ended up where it was at. And she did not take, she did not accept blame for his cheating, but she, she you know, owned the fact that she put so much before her marriage and her husband that he, he stepped out on it. You know, he felt like he didn't matter and what he was doing wouldn't matter and make a difference. And, you know, they got to where they were, but she's owned a lot of it and she's taken the steps to work towards having a healthier marriage and giving her husband more of her. So um, I applaud I applaud them for that. Um, To me, um, cheating may not be the end all be all for everybody. And I don't like to pretend like it is. Um, you know, so that's that's that on that. Speaking of someone who has taken accountability, though, listen, I don't know what the fuck this therapist has been doing with heaven. Uh, that therapist is apparently really good therapist because, um, so we don't see him say much on married to medicine, but he really uh does his thing if you um. If, any of our listeners have watched this latest episode of Growing Up Hip Hop when Bow Wow and his girl and Kiyomi are in therapy. Um, Dr. Jeff, is that his name? I don't yeah. know his name. Whatever his name is, he good at what he do. Because, baby, he had all them other... He had Bow Wow and the girl in there crying and shit. He got to the root. You got to get to the root and all things. But, uh... They bullshit, but, uh... Uh, heavily and Mariah. Um, I'm not convinced yet. I'll just leave it there. I mean, I hope that Heavenly can stop being a rabbit dog when it comes to Mariah, because Mariah is better than me. Because it ain't gonna be too many yo mama this, yo mama that. Because I'd have been punched Heavenly teeth straight. I ain't gonna hold you over my mom, but. Um, I hope that they can continue to get beyond whatever they bullshit is. Like we still don't, don't even really know why they be into it. The, I, I, they um, do. It well, 
Because they, because I mean, they the two biggest shit starters on the show. I mean, it's, it's I think you said it a, a long time ago. It's like when it's still two, it's Spider Man pointing to Spider Man, like heavenly be a, a crazy messy, messy motherfucker, and shit. We know that's Mariah's lane. Um, but I'm, 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 I'm convinced that the therapy is working for heavily, like in her personal shit, um, because she really hasn't gotten on my nerves this season for the most part, to be honest. Uh, now I do agree with you as far as like her and Mariah goes, it's yet to be seen. Um, but I can tell heavily is trying. Like, I don't think it's just for the cameras. I don't think it's just for her storyline. I think she's, she's really trying to be less of a hellion than and, and actually live to her name of heavenly now it's yet to be seen you know we do this episode by episode season by season basis but it, i can see progress now mariah i don't know what you do uh so good luck with that but uh but yeah i i you know i i give i give heavenly credit she is trying you know that's more what i can say for some of the other ladies on the past but you know what we talk about heavenly right now so mm. uh, uh Listen, oh, let me tell you something. Go ahead. I think we're going in the same direction. Go ahead. So, uh, I don't really care about... So, listen. Listen. Contessa was in a drag-a-bitch mood that whole episode. She was tired of Toya's <laughs> bullshit. Um, so, here's the thing. Everybody... Like, I was, I was reading the you know, the tweets as people were live tweeting it and people feel like contestant was doing too much and that, you know, Toya didn't per- hit her on purpose and this, that, and the third. I still am on the fence about Toya hitting her purposely or not. Um, what I can say is if I know somebody has just had a major surgery, I'm going to be very careful not to hit them in the area where they or bump them or brush them or, I'm going to be sure not to make contact with the area where they just had the major surgery. That's what well, I can say about myself. What I want to know is why what I want to know is why people acting like it's out of Toya character like Toya didn't embarrass her at that bitch ass party over some 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 shit that wasn't even that damn serious. Like well, and Contessa had a point. She said that if this had been just that incident with nothing else, then she would have felt that maybe it was completely accidental. She said, but based on how Toya has been coming at her, treating her, and treating her husband all all season long, she felt that it was done on purpose. And that's a very fair assessment. Right. If you have gone out of your way to be shit to me, be trash to me, disrespect me, disrespect my husband, disregard my family issues and health issues and everything else, I'm not going to say it's out of the realm of possibility that you put your hands on me on purpose. It's the little boy that cried wolf thing. Like, how many times you gonna cry wolf, and then the one time you don't cry wolf, you expect people to believe you. Like, like you said, like if it was just that one time, okay, whatever. But you literally have been going to me all season. What reason have you given me to make me believe that you wouldn't do no shit like that? So that's what I'm saying. Like. People acting like Contessa was reaching. Again, I have seen you motherfuckers hold do way more with less. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I don't get it, but, you know. I'm going to tell you this. She told that woman that you uh, you calling my husband a liar. You must want to get choked out. 
energy. Energy. But then she kept it going. Because when they got to that goddamn winery, baby, and she told Toya that her and Eugene had the same BMI. <laughs> and that they both needed to lose some weight because they uh, both were some fat fucks. Uh, listen. listen, my type of carrying on. Listen, let me tell you something. You can't I, always be talking about everybody else's spouse yeah. and partner and husband and whatever and not get yours called to the table. Child, when Contessa called them some fat motherfuckers, I screamed. I yeah. said, Oh, Jesus. Ooh. Listen, I was, listen. I was, I was applauding. Teddy jumped out. I was here for it. Listen, let me tell you something. Y'all should know this by listening to this goddamn show anyway. But listen, I could be petty as fuck. We know this. I, listen, God ain't through with me yet. But when people get petty that they deserve, that that just makes my day. That just makes me feel all tingly and warm inside. Because Toya deserved that. Honestly, Toya deserved it to be fucked up. But if this is the 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 the, the best alternative that we're gonna get, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Because of all the people that deserve to shit on Toya and for Toya to be shitted on by it's Contessa. So I mean, hey, suffer. Like that's what you get. <laughs> that's what you get for being a piece of bitch to somebody for a whole fucking season. Now you wanna straighten up your your um, your arrow or whatever the fuck and then play victim. No, no, keep that same energy. Do I speak on Eugene's weight? Do I speak on him being fat? Do I speak no. on you and him having the same BMI? Listen, a cl- a, a drag. I think we we'll call this episode BMI. D- you know what? I'm gonna write it down. I like it. Let's do it. Yeah, do I, it. that that was a that was a very and she was very poised in that drag. She's way more poised than I was. You know, been having that coming, and I mean, I get where Quad was coming from. Like, hey, give somebody the benefit of the doubt, but she had been giving Toya the benefit of the doubt. And Toya kept disrespecting her, kept at it, kept picking, kept poking, kept prodding. So she got what she got. You and your husband, she called y'all some fat motherfuckers. And that was that on that. Correct. Like, you can't give, you can't beg somebody to give someone the benefit of the doubt when they have been showing that they don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. And so that was that for me. I think uh, that's it for Married to Medicine. That is correct, friend. Oh, uh, so, um, I'm going to tag uh, Growing Up Hip Hop really quickly because I got to watch the whole episode. And um, uh, the most important stuff is... Um, so Lil Mama has these series of videos on IG. And no more. It's no more. It's no more. Thank you. Lil Mama has these series of videos on IG. Basically, nice but nastily cussing out Bow Wow for some comments he made on Growing Up Hip Hop Atlanta that aired this week. London. Get yourself together, child. And basically, when Bow Wow has set Lil Mama up on that date with with the DJ guy, so Bow Wow and the dude hang out again, and he's like, how was the day? He's like, it's cool. She was flirting with me. And Bow Wow made this comment like, that's what's up. Y'all probably going to be fucking in a week. And Lil Mama like, I don't appreciate you saying no shit like that. And then Bow Wow was like, she flirted with me. She asking me to go to uh, New York with her. 
my bitch would beat her ass and blah blah blah. And it's just like, boy, what? Little mama said I've been watching nothing about little mama's energy has been flirtatious with Bow Wow. It's been on some we've been knowing each other since we was kids, shit. We friends. Right. And she's uh, like, she said, gonna hang out with me and my people in New York. We're gonna be hanging out, we're gonna be kicking it. And you know what? You know what the, the part that I loved about it was just what she said. Like she said, I'm trying to, I was trying to invite you to hang around my people because and, and kick it with some real people because I know the people around me are real. I don't know about you. And I was yeah. and I was like, ooh, spicy. Yeah, but I mean she was like nothing about it was like, I want you like that. She's like I wanted to introduce you to people and help you get surrounded by better people because currently with your current antics and this, that, and the third, you're not surrounded by the right people. And it's true. Nobody has stepped in and, and gotten by while the help he needed. It took, it took goddamn DJ. It took goddamn JD's daughter who younger than all of them. She just barely 18, right? right. She's just barely 18 to get you to say, Hey, you need some counseling. And, and he was reluctant at that. The doctor from house from uh Atlanta shows up with and he does couples therapy with Kiyomi and Bow Wow. And he got the motherfuckers together. He was like, you know what y'all problem is? Y'all two motherfuckers trying to build a relationship while y'all still acting like the hurt children that y'all are. Neither Correct. one of y'all had no daddy, and it shows in how y'all moving. So Bow Wow, you ain't had no daddy. He ain't tell you how to be a he ain't show you how to be a man. He ain't teach you how to be a man. He didn't teach you what it's like to love a woman because he didn't even love your mother because he walked out on y'all. And what did Bow Wow do when he said that? Walk right the fuck out. He was crying. And told the girl, the girl Kim the same thing. You've been spending your whole life trying not to depend on a man, be vulnerable to a man, trust a man, because you ain't had no man in your life. And your mom, who should have stepped up to the plate and been the provider and make sure you had what you need, you had to make sure she had what she needed. Say, so you've been the man in the house. Say, so now y'all get together and y'all don't even know how to be together. He was reading their asses for filth. Shout out to him. Mm. Shout out to him. I like what he was putting down. Because he don't talk that much on Atlanta, but I mean, I'm married to medicine. But he uh, he was getting them words and thoughts out on uh, growing up hip-hop Atlanta. Um, Deb had a barbecue. She, um, oh, uh, the DJ dude who daughter had a breast reduction, the cute one with the baby face. I can't think of her name. Ayana. Huh? Ayana. Yeah. Ayana, yeah. Ayana invited little mama to Deb's barbecue, which was how little mama got there. They get there or whatever. Deb asking little mama about what happened with the, uh, VMAs and little mama like, why would you even try to have that conversation in front of anybody? Like, you know how much ridicule and disrespect I took about that. So why are you even doing that? And she had a valid point. Deb, too fucking old, too goddamn big, with too bad of a wig to be trying to be messy. Bitch, you just quit. You claim Johnny was the messiest, most explosive bitch you ever worked with. But here you are being 60 and messy. You don't get well, Johnny. ass down somewhere. I'm good and damn well. Anything you mentioned, Johnny, too goddamn fast, and Miss Deb bust out in goddamn tears like she Carl hey, Thomas and shit. Sit your big ass, big, just getting some dick, terrible wig, nasty looking teeth, having ass down somewhere. 
That's why you can't give people no flowers because soon <laughs> they big fucking dummies. Right. You say one nice thing about them, then the next week they come back and look the fuck stupid. Oh, goofy hoe. That's really all I got for that. So we <laughs> yo, I can't stand no old ass messy person, man. Cause y'all expect that from younger people. Like the shit that's going on, like even to me, Bow Wow is too old to be as messy as he is, cause he gotta be in his thirties by now. Yeah, with a whole ass child. With a whole fucking child. So like nigga, you can't like, be raising a child and you acting like a child. Yes, yes. So that's my same feeling about Miss Deb. Like you was too too old. Like everybody in their mama knows that little mama like really severely regrets that VMA moment. She took a lot of heat for it, a lot of ridicule, like you know, just it was a lot for her. So why try to bring another woman back to that that dark place and that dark time and their career and their life? Yeah, I didn't watch it this week, um, so that's why I deferred to Candace. But just it that seems like presumptuous as fuck to me. Like you don't know. Like I'm sure little mama, like within her own circle, may have you know joked about that shit inside and stuff. Because you know a lot of you know among your friends, among people you trust, you know a lot of times a lot of people laugh about embarrassing accidents that happen inside jokes and stuff. But that's within their own circle. Like you can't assume that just because someone that went through something publicly that they want to talk about it publicly with any and every old goddamn body. Like, you can't assume people are just going to be cool with that shit. Right. Yeah, so... And just because just because you, you dead, that don't mean shit to little mama. Like, I'm a grown-titted woman just like you're a grown-titted woman. Like, I'm showing you respect. Keep that same energy. Like, don't disrespect me and just assume that I'm going to be okay with some shit just because, oh, it was public and it was a big joke. Like, I can joke about that shit with my friends. Me and you ain't friends, so keep it cute. Mm. I mean, so, oh, go ahead. yeah, that's really that was really all I had for growing up hip hop Atlanta. I mean, yeah. So moving it, right it, along, oh, yeah. It, I mean, it was bad, but it wasn't great. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. It wasn't like explosive, but it was cool. So I'm gonna keep an eye out next week and see because it looked like it's really gonna heat up next week. But speaking of heating up. <laughs> mm. Uh, Black Ink, listen, child. Mm. Episode 12, Sky Priority. Good for Sky. Um, Build you something outside of what somebody else has because the fact of the matter is Black Ink not going to be on the air forever. And at the very least, at the very least, what Sky has established for herself it can it can stay where it's at because if no if one thing you gonna buy in Miami is gonna be bathing suits and shit, bathing no, suits, sunglasses, sarongs, little little totes and this flip flops and this that, and the third like the shit that she's selling in her boutique she'll be able to sell in a boutique in Miami for a long time to come. That I mean, it's just smart business decision. It's just smart me. business. It's just smart business. And it's um, hers. And nobody could take it from her because we see what happened. Every time C's get mad, he won't take her position from her. He won't fire her. He won't treat her like shit. Baby, keep a keep a check in your name that's yours that can't nobody take from you. Because uh, every time C's get mad and fire you, you fire, bitch. You this, that, oh, bitch. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. So, uh, it's like, I want to start with this. I want to start with this. Good for you, Sky. Uh, yes. I'm gonna start with this. 
Yeah. So, so Black Ink has roaches that are not the employees, and that's just jump. Oh, out. I forgot. Yeah, that. Listen. Because when Candace texts us in the group chat, like Black Ink got roaches, my first at <laughs> Telecan, my first what I said was like, shit, the employees. <laughs> no, they got roaches, roaches, which is like. How are you getting tattoos there? Like, why hasn't the health department shut y'all the fuck down? Like, listen, ain't no food being cooked in black ink or nothing that really invites roaches in. How do you, how nasty are you that you have roaches when there's no food around? Like, no abundance of food. Yeah, y'all might eat lunch or snack or some shit in there. But for the most part, it's not a restaurant. Like, y'all ain't got piss control? Like, what the fuck? That is so disgusting. Can you imagine being a customer getting a fucking tattoo and you see a roach scurry across the fucking wall? I would fucking die. Hey, you just, hey, and then what if they fly roaches? Like, you getting a tattoo, you on the goddamn table, and all of a sudden you just see a roach just fly across from the reception desk and shit. Like, nigga, I, I will burn this shit down. Oh, it's already bad enough I'm getting tattoos from motherfuckers that look like they don't wash themselves on a regular basis. Now, now I got to put up with with roaches when I'm trying to get a tattoo. Roaches near the, near near a needle, nigga. Like what? <laughs> Listen. So that that part stuck out to me. Like we started off this episode, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a hot ass funky mess. You niggas got roaches and shit. And but it's like when you look at the cast, it's probably maybe one two people on that whole cast that I like. If, like if I'm just meeting you for the first time. I would assume that you had roaches. Like the only people I wouldn't assume that of are Young Bay and Kitty. Everybody else, I'll be like, yeah, it look like you got roaches. Yeah, yeah, it look like you got roaches. Right there. Yeah, and it'll be like that. But this whole got roaches in your, in your crib. Yeah, yeah, it look like you got roaches in your crib. Everybody except for Kitty and Bay, I would assume that of. But since we're here, uh, so okay, I'll I'll say this. I don't. First of all, in the grand scheme of things, uh, C's is not wrong for firing Donna. C's is wrong for firing Alex. C's is wrong for trying to fight Alex. Alex had nothing to do with that bullshit between him and Donna. But Donna needed to go. And I can't say this enough. Every time, like, you may not like what your boss is doing. You may not like your boss. But in the grand scheme of things, you got to shut the fuck up and do your job or find another one. You can't talk to your boss any kind of way and then expect to keep your job. I can't go to work tomorrow and tell my boss to fuck off and keep my job. That's going to be the end of that. It's, it's very few people who could have a luxury of saying and doing whatever they want to their boss, putting their finger in their boss face and all that kind of shit. Like, come on, we know that wouldn't fly any other establishment. So it really is no need for it to fly with C's with Donna. Donna needs to be fired, and she needs to stay fired. My biggest problem with C's is to fire her and let her come back. And that's more a big fish than anything. But he, in real life, when the cameras aren't rolling, he needs to fire Donna ass. He needs to go forge her own path because she thinks she could do a better job than what C's is doing. Now, the shit with Alex, he a hoe-ass nigga, he moving real nasty. When it comes to Alex, Alex don't bother us all. Alex don't even agree with the way Donna handles shit when it comes to you. He tells her, like, yo, that's your boss. That's the boss. Like, you can't carry on like that. Like, you need to relax. 
So to me, it's just like, I don't have sympathy for Donna. I feel bad for Alex. He got caught in the crossfire because he's fucking a bitch that don't really know her lane and how to stay in it. Uh, in terms, I, I, I'm a, I'm have to disagree, friend. But it's fine. Yes, in the real world, you don't talk to your boss in any old kind of way. But that also goes the other way too, and we know it though. Like we come on, like we. I don't have you, you sympathy for Donald. You got to roll that footage to see he's talking to Don any kind of way for me to go with where you're trying to take it. Because no, it, ain't ne- it ain't necessarily just Donna and C. Donna. But we, I'm C talking, talking to Donna. I'm talking like this is a totality of how C's has moved like forever. You know what I'm saying? Like go like C's talk to people like they like C's talk to damn near everybody except maybe. Teddy, and I'm iffy on Teddy because even in this episode, they rolled the footage back of him firing Teddy and yelling at him and shit. He talks to people like he is a god and everybody else is beneath him. Like, that shit goes beyond just being the boss. Like, he don't know how to talk to people at all. Like, there's a certain level of, yes, I am the boss and you work under me, but I'm not going to talk to you like I am a dictator. That's what C's does. Like, in it, and that's, you know what it is? You know what it is? And I was thinking about this before we started recording. He's trying to pull a Ryan, but unlike Ryan, he doesn't have the justification to move the way that he does. He does. He does. Now, Very few people in that shop actually do anything. And we could be honest about it. Him. But that's including him, though. Well, we can't say it's including him because we're talking about somebody who went from having one shop to four or five shops. So somewhere along the line, Seas is making moves and he's making uh, moves. I can't I, and, I can't I can't really agree with that and, because, uh, no, because well, I, oh, yeah, I mean that's on you, but the fact of the matter is his other shops are doing very well. And he ain't there. But the you artist part, he bring the artist, he he knows who's working in those because, shops. Because he, what what stood out to me when he brought the um what he called them like money militia or whatever, and he said, I'm bringing in these artists. To do, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. And my whole, my first thought that jumped out was like, the whole time you've been running Black Ink, the whole, all this shit that that don't went down over these years, you ain't thought to do this before. Like you only thought to do this after you fired people and got into it with Sky and stuff. Like I think was it Curtis who said this? It might have been Curtis or somebody else. It might have been you. No, nah, I think it was Curtis. It was a while ago, but I believe it's more Big Fish running that. And C's because C's don't move with the business acumen that Ryan, uh, like a Ryan does. Now Ryan, how how many seasons of Black in Chicago? Maybe like what two, two, three? Nah, Black in Chicago, like it's fourth or fifth season. Uh, fourth or fifth season. Okay, I thought it was, I thought it was like three, but other than maybe what that last season? No, not last season. Season before that, Ryan moved with the business acumen, the business aspect that. Season demonstrated in like five seasons. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't carry himself like someone. You giving Ryan a lot, so I mean, I? yeah, you are because we the whole reason Chicago ended up in the in the shit that it was in was because Ryan was shitting where he was eating. So I mean, yeah, you giving Ryan a lot, and at mm. the same time. Ryan was had allowed that shop to get to a similar point with same as you know that 
that shop in in New York where Charmaine wasn't even making sure motherfuckers was paying blueprint. The bills wasn't getting paid. So he hadn't kept a watchful eye out over everything. But when the whole cat situation blew up, then Ryan was like, let me get my shit together. So again, Ryan faltered quite a bit in the earlier seasons of Black Ink Chicago after the cat situation and how everybody was trying to take the shop over and this, that, and the third, he was like, okay, what I've been doing ain't working. He even said it. He was like, how I ran the original NIMAG, it, it wasn't successful, so I got to switch up how I run things. And then now he's adopted a more strictly business type of thing, like, fuck all this friendship, let's, let's make it business. So I don't know that you could really say that Ryan didn't kind of do some of the, make some of the mistakes he's made because he did. He just rebounded better from them and he's more attractive to look at. And so you, you kind of will let, you know, we let shit slide when somebody don't look like a dirty big toe, like C's do. Uh, a dirty big toe. But, <laughs> but <laughs> in the grand scheme of... Hey, he do look like, like, you know how like old people feet, like when they like get that mole on that one big mole? Yeah, like in the grand scheme of things, um, Black Ink, New York, Black Ink belongs to Caesar. And this is why I don't fuck with the way he was moving with Sky. Nobody else's name is on that on that paperwork as the CEO, chief executive officer, co-founder, owner, proprietor, other than Caesar's. That's Caesar's shit. And people should be allowed in that shop to go build their own brand so long as it's not a conflict of interest. I I don't have very much for Donna because C's has given Donna a lot of grace that she doesn't deserve. She's not one of the best artists in that shop. She's probably one of the only ones who talks to him the way that she has consistently talked to him. I'm, I would go up the bat for other people. If it comes to like Kitty, if it comes to... Alex, if it come to uh I don't know, Young Bay, they've always given Caesar um a professional level of respect. Donna has not ever, like him and Donna have been going at it for years now. And she's always felt like she could talk to him any kind of way. When he announced whatever happened between him and Sky, first of all, that shit shouldn't have happened in the shop. That was my biggest problem with it. If he decided, if he decided to let Sky go over it, that was a decision. Nobody could check him on that. Like, not even Donna, truthfully. She really needed to shut the fuck up. Like, if she's really unhappy with blacking, she needs to leave and stay gone. That's my big thing. Now, if he's a bitch, yes. That shit he doing with Sky is so bitch made. Like, I can't even. I don't even know. Nigga, weird. Nigga, even look. I went to his Instagram. They still not fucking stupid. So, I mean, but Donna, Donna needs to get the fuck out the shop. She feels like she could do a better job of running the shop. She needs to get out and stop trying to tell C's how to run Black Ink. I wouldn't even want to go somewhere with roaches, truthfully. Which balls? I, I was listen. <laughs> While we live on the air, it seemed like some of my neighbors outside was fighting. I was trying to look. I was trying to podcast and listen to the fight at the same time. <laughs> In typical nigga fashion, but I'm trash. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, I I agree with you some on some points, but then on the other hand, like I 
don't know. I just I I I would have had the same reaction to Donna. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, friend. I would because like the, first of all, first of all, you mean to tell me and this and I didn't know this because I thought I thought the bitch was a manager. You mean the time you mean to tell me this whole time Tata being here, she been a manager in training. I thought she was a manager. And she ain't done literally I, shit. This, I, I simply don't think they don't even know what their fucking titles are because they signed a contract with Big Fish and it don't matter what the title is. True. So True. it really but, doesn't matter. They just be saying some shit. But but uh but yeah, like his like from uh yeah, damn, can't talk. But uh but yeah, like just giving uh Tati VP of operations shit a position. I think he said over what was it over Teddy or like Teddy the only one that's under over her? I don't know what, what Teddy whatever does. the fuck. Whatever the fuck. But um but yeah, I just like and listen, maybe maybe listen, maybe this is my youth kicking in. Uh and you, you know, maybe I'm just out, out here, but I've never been in a situation in my career working where I talk to a manager or a boss any old kind of way and they do that to me as well. Like I've never been in any situation, any 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 business what in any professional business where it's like, okay, my boss can talk to me any old kind of way, but because he's the boss or she's the boss, like I'm just allowed for them to just shit on me in the old kind of way or, or be weird as fuck and do petty little shit that like sees the. So I, I'll be out on the limb. I, you know, it, it's fine. It's fine. But, uh, yeah, like that shit he didn't doing with Alex. Like he, he want to fight Alex and beat Alex up because he didn't call Donna out her name and, Check her and put her in a place or whatever the fuck. Like nigga, this ain't the nineteen. This ain't eighteen hundreds. Like Alex, like I don't think I said this last week. Alex is putting up with a lot of shit from C's that I personally wouldn't do. Cause it's only so many times I'm gonna be respectful to you, and show you deference, and then you give me your ass to kiss, and then threaten to fight me. It, it's and I think from, based on the previews for next week, it looks like it's finally gonna come to a head where they actually come to blows. But Alex is being a lot more gracious with C's than I would. Like, I would either have to beat you the fuck up or just find another place of employment, or both. It's probably going to be both knowing me, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, that's true. Um, But that's more or less my biggest issue with C's. Like, I don't know. I was talking, we was talking pregame about it. I don't know if Big Fish went to them and, like, went to season, like, we going to need you to nigger it up this season because the ratings suffering or whatever, or they done gave him an increase in pay, and he feel like he got the the flex muscle and stuff. Um, because um, uh, because who said it? I think even uh, even Walt said this, which the irony of Walt having a point, but Walt was like, of all the people that you will promote out of spite, you will promote Tati, and we've been here longer than longer than you, and if done fought, done fought, done made up, uh, done you know been through the trenches with you. Shit, and Tati just got here a, a year, not even a year, and then you big a hook because she basically sucked your dick and just telling us, nigga, fuck y'all. Like, the way she's move, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. So, uh, uh, uh shout out to Tati for shitting on Teddy. <laughs> 
listen, you saw like when his face dropped when she walked out the uh, party with the <laughs> He was sick. He Yo. like, where's she at? They like, oh, she left with that nigga. He like, like kidding me, man. Where the fuck she at? She didn't even look his, his way, did she? Nah. Listen, when his face cracked, I was laughing. Because that's another nigga who moved weird as fuck. And I was like, well, I mean, hey. Yeah. So, so I guess I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, Teddy. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But that shit, um But I mean in the previous it looked like they gonna make up or whatever, so I don't I mean I guess I don't know. I don't know. But uh but um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Next week is gonna be a better week for Black Ink because of uh Young Bay in this wedding. Um also, that's what I that's what I meant to uh, meant to say. Uh, condolences to uh, Rob for losing his dad. Who? I forgot. Um, her boy, her fiance, Rob. Oh yeah, yeah. Condolences to Rob. Yeah, because uh, I have a, I've been to losing a parent, so you know that that touched me a little bit. So my condolences to him. So. But they in this wedding, it looks. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I don't know, but they all gonna spend new expenses. Um, I don't know who paid for it. Well, we know it's big fish, but these niggas gonna have, I guess, the what the pre wedding dinner or whatever. They gonna have a goddamn mansion and shit. So hey, I, I, I too, I too would love to have enough money where I can invite all my loved ones to a mansion the day before my wedding. I, I too wish to acquire that level of wealth. Word. Um. So yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, that's Black King. Um, on to love and hip hop because this is what I've been waiting on. Episode two, the blame game. Uh, let me tell you something, boy, Mona. If you don't get that man some motherfucking piece that fit in his mouth, I'm so tired of this motherfucking mouth. Kind of like it's full of goddamn cotton balls and shit. This is. So I can't go out of my house, man. So I can't even leave out this house, man. I can't even work to the corner store, man. Like, get this nigga some proper size chicklets. Get this man some motherfucking teeth to fit in his mouth. Because I'm tired of him sounding like he got to spit. Just so, but this shit crazy, man. No, man, I can't walk out of my house to a corner store. Like, what's up, cuz? Like, get your mouth right. Like, yo. Hey, Joel sound like every nigga on the corner store asking for some cigarettes. Like, on every corner, every on the corner, like, every liquor store, when it's that, that one nigga standing outside asking, do you want don't want some cigarettes? That's what Joel sound like. And I cannot, like, every time he talk, I just bust out laughing, and I cannot help it. It's like, Mona, you are so wrong for not giving this man the proper dentures. Because ain't no way in hell I'm supposed to pay attention to this shit and not laugh at this nigga. And not laugh at this nigga sounding like he got grits on his tongue. Ain't no way in the hell I can concentrate on that shit. Mona, you wrong for this shit. Get this man some proper dentures, goddammit. Stop it. <laughs> Making a mockery of this man and all his dentures. Nigga just full of guns, just flapping. Nigga sound like when you bang two ties together. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous, Mona. Yeah, it's a lot. And, uh... and I can't help but laugh. I can't, like, it's impossible. Ain't no way in the hell I can listen to Joel Santana for how long these episodes go for, like, 50 minutes. Ain't no way in the hell I can listen to this shit for 50 minutes and not laugh. Uh uh. Again, but, first, like, mm. speaking of, 
Uh, so we Juju still fine as hell. Huh? No, I just wanted to make a mention that Juju still fine as hell. Yeah, but before we get to that, we see uh, Joe Button bring Sin a bowl of cereal and some toast. <laughs> Niggas know they can't cook. <laughs> Nigga said he. Nigga said he told the cook to take the day off. Bring a bowl of cereal. Uh, but. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad we didn't jump the gun and say that, you know, he didn't listen to her or take heed to how she was feeling. Uh, we see in the scene, they sit down, they talk, and he um, is taking her to Cabo for a week. Just them, him and her, no baby or nothing. Because um, he realized that maybe he overlooked um, things that she was going through. And know that little Cabo, don't they? Yeah. Um, so... That that was cool. I don't really have uh much after that. I want to move on to the good shit. Uh, First of all, and I and I used to look like she's smoking the best crack possible, designer crack. That bitch is the color orange. She looked like a kneecap, and her wig was tilted. That bitch as that bitch looks worse. Yo, I, the first, when she popped on the screen, I was like, look at handsome Squidward. She looked fucking bad. Wow. Um, Yo, when she tried to sing, I was like, you sound just like Ashley from Potomac. Maybe even worse. When I... um, Jonathan is... I didn't like Jonathan last season, and I think y'all gave me a little bit of flack because I said he was a bitch. That shit he did with Bianca and Yandy and telling Bianca... Telling Yandy Bianca said something about her, but it wasn't true. Um, I told y'all then I didn't like Jonathan. I called it. He's a messy ass broad. I think we all were in the court that he would be a mess for that. Well, we know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I would have to go back and listen, but I just know that I have not liked Jonathan's presence on the show at all. And uh, you know, it's proven to still be true. And he, I was, I would say this episode while I was watching, I was like, look at this Twitter shit. <laughs> look! Look at this shit that go on on Black Twitter. <laughs> this is peak Black Twitter. But uh, continue. But uh, it was just it was me- it was unnecessarily missing for no goddamn reason. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and yeah, Jonathan basically was the well. His whole reason for beefing with Juju. First of all, he tells Kimbella Juju fake and this, that, and the third. Come to find out. Jonathan and Juju were about to embark on some business together. Jonathan couldn't make the meeting in Miami. Juju took the meeting and still kept Jonathan in the loop and made sure that the opportunity was still extended to both Jonathan and Juju. And Jonathan was mad about it. Because then he accused Juju of going on and getting the bag, take, getting the bag and taking it from him. And it's no, like, he just said she was sneaky for taking the meeting without him. I thought... Mm. I thought he said something about her, him. Uh, nah, damn, can't talk. Her taking his bag, or whatever. But you know, I can. Yeah, he didn't. She didn't cut him out of the deal at all. I was saying, either way, he would be wrong. You know, <laughs> either way, he inaccurate. So it, it if, it's like if, uh, if she had cut him out of the situation, she would be wrong. But I'm not going to slow up our opportunity to get money because you can't be present at a meeting. I'm still keeping you in the loop with everything. We still getting a bag together. What are you mad at? Nothing. Niggas love to be late, don't they? Mm. But uh, but yeah, him. It just didn't make no sense. 
Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he? Didn't he try to throw Kimbella under the bus? Or am I make am I tripping? Huh? Didn't he try to throw Kimbella under the bus when they had the whole confrontation? Yeah, am I tripping? And he lied on Kimbella, and I yeah. didn't like that shit because she was like Kimbella specifically said. Juju can come across that way, but you just have to earn her, like her, her opening up to you really has to be earned. She has to know that she can trust you. That's what, that's what Kimbella said. Yeah. And shit, that's just, that's common sense. Yeah. That's what anybody. And, uh, it's basically like Jonathan was a whole coward. He kicked off all this shit. Uh, again, okay. All three of them is messy. Kimbella knew that Jonathan didn't want Juju there. Yandy knew that Yandy told Juju to come, even though as soon as Yandy's, as soon as Juju told Yandy, I didn't get an invite from Jonathan, Yandy should have said, let me call Jonathan and just be sure, like, you know, maybe he meant to invite you or, you know, let me just make sure you, you invited. Yeah. She invited Juju and brought this girl to this party knowing he didn't want her there. That is fucking ridiculous. I will cuss you out for some shit like that. This is why that phrase. This is why the phrase "Who all gonna be there?" is so pertinent in the black community. But they knew who all was gonna be there and still invited somebody that wasn't invited. Like it's like y'all did right. too fucking much, and then it blew up in y'all's face. Right. And here comes. And you know what? You know what was you, you know what was hilarious to me is that you is that is that Yandy told you to come on, come on, come on to the party. But when it blew up in the in the uh in their face initially, uh. Yandy wasn't nowhere to be found. <laughs> I was like, Yandy, you better strategically not be there when the shit blow up in everybody's face. Right. You know, you invited this girl. <laughs> I was like, Yandy, you better be strategic in the midst that you <laughs> Well, Yandy show up and she want to talk to Kimbella. Now, this one, I'm going to tell you that Kimbella and Yandy is two birds of a feather. First of all, Yandy refusing to admit that she told Kimbella to go to little Mendeecee's party and show her ass is going to forever make her a weak bitch to me because how else would Kimbella know about little Mendeecee's party if not for Yandy? Right. They're like Yandy, Kimbella and uh, the, the fine baby mama, Sam, they not friends or no shit like that. Right. So I'm how do you know when, when and where to show up and make a scene at that little boy's fucking birthday party if not for Yandy? She needs to fucking own it. I'm so sick of this bitch acting like she don't, uh, like she is some type of angel. Like, girl, I understand why Kimbella want to beat your ass um, a little bit, a lot of bit. She want to <laughs> fuck you up, for real. Yeah. That's always been Yandy MO though. She had holier than thou while doing sneaky shit. Like that's literally been her storyline for like ever. Yep. But then, then when then, but then when hands get thrown to you, you want to run behind security. But then we really but then at the same time, Kimbella's a fucking dodo bird because her real beef with Yandy, not just over that uh not just over that little uh Mendeecee's party shit. This shit is over uh this shit is over when um 
Because Yandy was managing Jewel's and Kimbella used to call Yandy like, Jewel's not answering his phone. Where is he? Is he at the room? Can you figure it out? Who at the room with him? Who in the studio? And Yandy was like, uh, not my business, not my place, not going to tell you. Got to go to sleep. Bye-bye, night-night. And, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> they really, really got into it because Yandy wouldn't tell Kimbella if Jewels was cheating or had bitches in the studio or in his room or on the tour bus or whatever the fuck. And I need her to be honest as well. This yeah. not about no fucking party, bitch. You claim you like to fight even though you always getting beat up. This is about you feel like Yandy, your friend, and she's supposed to have your back regardless of her trying to get money to support her family and her kids and shit, working for your husband, your your fiance now, excuse me, not a husband. Um, but you need to be honest about it. Stand up in your anger. And so that we can call you stupid. Because if I'm if I'm Joel Santana manager, if he was a man. You wouldn't be calling him asking for that information because you know he's not going to tell you. So the fact that you can't separate business from pleasure, just leave that. Just leave all of it alone. Don't be her friend or nothing. Leave that girl the fuck alone. But you expecting her to jeopardize her livelihood to tell you if your nigga cheating? I don't know, girl. Stupid. Yeah. First of all, if you got to do all that, then you got your answer as to whether your man cheating or not. Yeah, that's true too. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where it's like you mad, where they mad at each other. They mad at each other for for different reasons, but they want to put it on something else as to why they mad with each other. And it's just like y'all are two grown titty women. Like you stand up and why you are mad <laughs> and call it a day, and either resolve the shit or leave each other the fuck alone. Exactly. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't mess with me. But I I just like I just like I said, I feel like they both some birds. And and they need to go on and fly south for the winter with that dumb shit. They too they too they two birds of the two birds of the uh two birds of the same corn but different weeds. Um but yeah, that um who was that? Was it was that Sin or somebody else that was also there with them at that party? Sin was there minding her business, taking yeah. selfies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was been, that's what I was saying. Like Sin was just being 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 beautiful and taking selfies, and she was like, she was like, what was said, but also like, oh, what was said is none of my business. So <laughs> she was just there taking selfies. She was because she was looking. She turned into the blinking white man. She was like, wait, who who said what? What did what? Who are you doing, girl? I don't got time for none of that. Bye bye. Right. Let me take selfies and send to my man. Like I ain't got like y'all call me when this shit resolved. Or just let me know who don't fuck with who, so I can just mosey on over here about my damn business. Basically, and that's that on that. Um, but yeah. Um, also, um, I wrote this down. Um, and this was just me. Um, just watching the uh the episode. I I wish we kind. I wish we would have got introduced to Alexis Sky this way, as opposed to how we got introduced to her on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Because the way they introducing her this way, I, I'm not gonna lie to you, friend. I kind of like it. Kind of. Like yeah. It. I ain't saying she my fave, but I, I kind of like this this side of Alexis Sky. I wish we would have got this Alexis Sky as opposed to the one we got in Hollywood. Because the one we got in Hollywood was fucking on it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, but also shout out to her mama or her grandmother for saying, "Girl, fuck that nigga." <laughs> Basically, that nigga don't want to be a daddy. Fuck him. <laughs> you 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 woman enough to, to be mama and daddy. Fuck him. Yeah. Uh, uh, but at the same time, I kind of I'm not a woman, um, so I can't say what I would do in a woman's place if I'm not a woman. But I do understand her being frustrated that Fetty not taking ownership of his child basically because of some the same uh, kind of the same not exactly the same but in the same vein of being a messy nigga as how Bow Wow was with little mama like you not claim your child because another nigga saying saying whatever and being messy like that's your reason for not wanting to take responsibility of your child so I understand her frustration with that but I more or less agree with her, her grandma like girl fuck that nigga right uh but yeah, I wrote that down because I was like, look at this different side of Alexis. Like, I like this. Like, I don't know what the fuck you were doing in Hollywood, but I guess that was just the storyline. You had to be a bird in Hollywood. Uh, but look, but you know what? <laughs> you know what? Out of that whole shit, like that feud with her Masika, look at what show Masika is on and then look at what show Alexis got on. Yeah. I don't know. They both too, they both weird, but I, I think uh, Alexis Sky. Is less weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think she's less weird. Because Masika, I don't know what the fuck Masika doing. She don't, Masika don't know what the fuck Masika doing. Yeah, and that's that. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it all for this week. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, final thoughts. Um, I just have to say this. Um, if you listen to this show, y'all know we watch a bunch of shit. A bunch of it be trash. Um, good trash and bad trash, but listen, some bad trash that is absolutely wonderful. I recommend everybody watching Real Side Chicks of Charlotte. That shit is a hot ass, trash ass mess, and it is absolutely wonderful. Um, now it looked like it was recorded on a goddamn um on a goddamn Android, but <laughs> that shit is trash gold. Like it has the it has the 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 production because it's bad production and bad acting. It's like it it knows itself, like it knows it's bad, but it doesn't try to act like it's like great, like how Mona do sometimes with some of these seasons, or maybe to a lesser extent, like Real Housewives. Like it it knows that it's trash. It's like you see the name of this show, you can't expect great things from this shit, and we're gonna provide trash for you. And listen, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It is free. Um, you can. It's easy to watch. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, just type in "Real Side Chicks of Charlotte." And um, yeah, if you enjoy trash like like me and like Candace, like how we do on this show, I recommend looking at uh, "Real Side Chicks of Charlotte." And it just started. Like it's only two episodes in, so you can catch up like that. Yeah. And that's that's um uh, that's what I got. You got anything? No, no. We about to get up out of here. Yep. So, um, like I said, thank you to everyone that listens. Again, make sure you are checking, uh, using the hashtag Ratchet Ramblers Pod. Um, make sure you follow us on our social media. Make sure you subscribe to um, all of the wonderful shows on the CSPN. Check out this hashtag content. Make sure that you subscribe to the Patreon for bonus content. Um, we are putting some things together um behind the scenes as a network as a whole but also on this show we're gonna try to do do a little something different for the patreon with these uh, upcoming weeks and stuff so we hope that you all um we hope you all enjoy
Um, so with that, um, I am Jeremy. She's Candice. Um, and um, we miss our third uh, friend um, and, and co-host and brother Curtis. Uh, he will be back. Um, shit, whenever Curtis feel like it to be <laughs> to be honest. Um, but yeah, the trio shall return soon. And um, yeah, we'll see y'all next week, and we out.